Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Set Show. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service. The Bronx Father. So I was ready to come on here tonight, being all disappointed. I just, for some reason, had a feeling that Impact wasn't going to be a good show. I don't know why. And it turns out that I was mistaken. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I'm the Bronx Father. You know... The thing that I was planning on coming on here and, and bitching about is how much time they're giving this aces and eights angle every week, where it seems like it's the only angle going on. But I will say, it doesn't pay anymore. Unless I want to be a hater, I have to you know sit here and say this angle needs to end. I think it, it probably did need to end, but... It's not. It's here to stay. We're going to have to live with it. We're going to have to deal with it. But at least now, the one thing I will give them credit for is that Aces and Eights has a good mouthpiece now. You know, Bully Ray, going back to being a full-fledged heel, got a shitload of heat tonight in Chicago. Yes, Impact emanating from Chicago tonight live. And I mean, he really went all out and piqued my interest. I'm still not impressed with all the people who are in this group, but I think Bully makes a really good addition. The fact that he's you know putting it out there that 
everything from me marrying your daughter to getting sting to to you know trust me it was all a work and i've been with aces and eights all along and been the leader if you're gonna keep this angle around it, it works it, it's working for now uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy Bully Ray as the the real mouthpiece now for that group. Worked out very well. Um, before I open the phone lines, I'll, I'll say that I enjoyed the ending. Here's the reason I enjoyed the ending. Usually when a heel group fights a face group evenly or even semi-evenly, even if you've got eight heels and six faces, Unless the heels can really play the eight on two, eight on three numbers, number games, usually your your face faction is made to look stronger. You know, if you go back and you look at Nexus, not so much NWO, but even them to a certain extent, it's when the faces finally decided to band together and go after the heels, they got the upper hand. But tonight, no. At the end of Impact, we have aces and eights. We have Hulk Hogan saying, you know what? Anyone in the TNA locker room, man, woman, I don't give a shit. You've got the authority to come out and take it to these guys whenever you want. And they did. And still, aces and eights went out, looked on top. You had Bully Ray telling Hulk Hogan, you know, you brought out your knights, you brought out your heroes, and they couldn't do anything. Interesting ending, and thank God, an ending that they gave time to. They didn't cut it off after 20 seconds to go to Bellator. So with that being said, I want to know what you guys think. The phone lines are now open. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. You can also dial toll-free in the U.S., 888-890-9618, 888-890-9618. Add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype if you want to send me an email. I've already got a really good email. If you want to send me an email, Live at snsradionetwork.com. Um, a match I want to talk about, Gail Kim with Tara versus Mickey James and Velvet Sky. Really solid knockouts match i really did enjoy it um taryn terrell is on probation because at lockdown she ended up uh, getting physical with gail kim and tonight taryn ends up slapping the shit out of gail kim again velvet ends up going over and getting the win and really really solid match really good knockouts match uh i really did enjoy it and uh you know Thought it was good. Robbie E. <laughs> again goes up against now, once again, Rob Terry. Robbie T. is gone. He's dead. It's Rob Terry. And basically, <laughs> Rob Terry destroys Robbie E., which I, I can't get enough of. Anytime I can see Robbie E. get the living shit beat out of him, I love it. And it's just a credit to his character uh, how good he really is, Robbie E., at pissing people off. You know, the, the the promo work tonight, I thought, was really what set Impact apart and one of the reasons I did enjoy it. Um, Hulk Hogan is angry at Sting. You know, he comes out and says to Sting in the back, look, dude, you know, I, 
I, I trusted you. I was the one from Jump who said that Bully Ray is not to be trusted. And you looked me dead in my eye, brother, and told me I could trust him. And now look what he's done. He's torn apart my family. He, he's torn apart this company. He's the, the world champion now. And Hogan will have none of it. He, Sting tries to explain himself. And he's just not having it. Hogan tells Sting, get the hell out of my office. Get the hell out of here, period. I don't want to have a goddamn thing to do with you at all. So you can't really blame Hogan. It works with the storyline. It really does because it, what it, it just, it's perfect because, yeah, how many weeks did Hulk Hogan fucking trust this guy? He's a piece of shit. And Sting, oh, no, Bully Ray, you know, I see it in his eyes. You can trust him, Hulk. Sticking up for Bully, even when he married Brooke. So it makes sense. But with that said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Bronx, man? It's Terrence from Washington, D.C., man. I had to call in on this one, man. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, I'm just going to put it out there, man. I thought the show was good. I thought the ending was spectacular. Uh, I thought the in-between, it was, you know, they put a lot of talk in the show, you know, a lot of different talking segments. But the hot crowd, just the feeling of them being on the road, you saw a lot of the guys was pumped. The crowd was pumped. So, I mean, out of a, you know, 1 to 10, I'm going to give a show an 8, man, because the ending sort of like, blew me away, and it gave me that old Nitro feel, you know, back in the day when WCW Nitro ended, you wanted more at the end, like, damn, it ended, you know, you, you it left you wanting more, so, you know, big ups to the show tonight, man, you know, I, I thought it was a strong show, you know, it, it lacked a lot of wrestling, but all together, you know, first first outing on the road, man, I'm going to say it was it was a good show. Well, I mean, other than the, the Joseph Park interaction, you know, that was a little weak. I mean, I don't know. The Joseph Park character, you know, is getting... But it's it's interesting to see what Matt Morgan will have in store next week. And more, Matt, this is, this is the worst part of TNA. And it has nothing to do with the wrestling of the storylines. Shave the beard, Matt. Shave the beard. You look like you have Vicky Guerrero's crotch on your chin. <laughs> I mean, really. But other than that, no. And what I liked about the ending is, like I said, the heels got over on the, on the baby face group. You know, usually when the numbers are even, your faces always win. But you got Hogan on the ramp like, holy shit, I told everyone to come out and do their thing. And, and they got their asses kicked. And they did. Bully just knocked the shit out of everyone with that fucking chain, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he really he really set the tone with that ending where he just where they just beat everybody up and bully just going through everybody. I mean, he dumped Rob Terry over the top rope like he was an old sack of potatoes, and just walking down the ramp to Hogan and basically letting him know, "Ain't nothing you or your boys can do." It, it really setting up something down the road where they got now they got another three months to build up Slammiversary. Uh, hopefully. They'll be able to put something strong together. So, like I say, the, the ending was good. They had a lot of other stuff that was good, the AJ stuff. Uh, only one thing I was disappointed about the show, and not really disappointed, I, you know, Sting did have a strong match. But, you know, like you said a couple weeks back, was that 
they they got they always start and end everything with Hogan and Sting, and I, I think this would have been a better opportunity to say, okay, Joe, it's your time to lead this aces, you know, lead this fight against the aces and eight or Magnus. It's your time, you know. They gotta, you know, let somebody else carry that flag instead of Sting. So that was the only thing that I pretty much was disappointed about is that we always got to start with Sting, where we didn't see Jeff Hardy, Joe Magnus, any of them guys until. You know, the running segment at the end where I count, I think Sting had like six or seven segments, six or seven segments that he was on. So that was the only thing that I really was disappointed that we came out of the pay-per-view and we really didn't get nobody else over, but we sort of like crafted the show around Sting and Hogan. So that was the only thing I was disappointed at. Well, you know, the the thing is, and I... I'm not even going to wait for an answer. I'll put it out. You know, one thing I asked about the TNA, I asked a question on Facebook today. What is TNA doing now that we were annoyed with WWE for doing a while back? The lack of storylines where it was just everything led to Cena. I mean, even on, uh, you know, Wrestling News Live, we all said everything was leading up to Cena. But now the WWE has a few goddamn good storylines going on. But TNA seems to only have this one storyline, which is aces and eights. Everything for two hours is tied into it. I think, okay, I understand you just had a major turn in Bully Ray. But in the next few weeks, I think they need to ease back just a little bit. Start some other storylines. They, they kind of did that tonight with AJ because AJ looks like he's going to be a tweener. A guy who just doesn't give a shit about anybody. Yes, but you know, yeah, I did like that. But you know what? I really was dis. I also was disappointed with the Matt Morgan Joseph Park because I really thought that this would have been the time for Hogan to go to Matt Morgan and say, "Big fella, I need you." I mean, they 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 did this dance with him all summer, him running in in the house shows and coming back, and they really haven't they really haven't used Matt Morgan in any type of way, and it seemed like this would have been a perfect opportunity with him with his running feud with Hogan. For Hogan to go to Matt Morgan and say, "Matt, I need you to take out Bully Ray and the Aces and Eight. They they got to do something with Big Matt, Big Matt, because I really think Morgan, if if done and handled right, he could be a monster. And I think this would have been the perfect time for Morgan to come out there and and attempt to save the day, or or, or Hogan to hit his heels to, to Matt Morgan because Matt Morgan to me is a wasted talent. I mean, he's not a great in ring guy, but if done right, he could you know do something." For TNA because hell they resigned the guy so let's get him out there let, let's use him. Well, see the thing is a lot of people say that a big guy like that has to be a heel. Um, I think you can make a big man a badass baby face. A lot of people would disagree with me, but you can have a badass baby face. And you know, look after what happened tonight, I see where you're going. You have Hogan come out and say, "Look, Matt." I, I was, you know, you're right. I was wrong. I, I, I shouldn't have freaking, you know, let you, your contract shouldn't have went up. You know, we should have did the right thing. And like you said, I need you. I mean, he's going to, after tonight, it looks like Hogan's going to need all the help he can get. I mean, I don't know where it's, I see the culmination of this angle. It's going to be a bound for glory. Like I said, a lot of us have been saying we need this aces and eights angle to end, but being it's not going to end, the only thing we can do is stop watching TNA or try to find some positives in it. 
And I think Bully Ray is definitely a positive. He's a good mouthpiece. I mean, shit, the things he was talking tonight. I mean, if you if you did that to my daughter and did that to my family and strung me along, Bully Ray has always been a better asshole, and he really showed it tonight. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, well, man, you know, I, I just hope, man, you know, uh, they, they really go somewhere with A.J., uh, I'm real interested to see where that goes. I'm hoping that this may lead to something him down the road chasing the title. Uh, I hope this is not a feud with him with bad influence or, or James Storm, another guy that's left in the shuffle. Maybe, you know, AJ just go on, you know, just taking guys out. You know, he doesn't wrestle maybe for a couple of months or finally wrestle at Slammiversary down the road. But, you know, I think, you know, what we saw tonight with AJ Styles, it's going to be very interesting. If, if TNA can do this right with him, uh, you know, they could have, you know, some money with him at the end, at the end of the line. But uh, uh, real quick, man, I, I really hope, you know, the ratings are good for these shows on the road because I think after a while, doing the two tapings, you know, back-to-back, you know, I think that's going to wear, wear, wear the product down a little bit where you're going to not really get – you know, the hot crowd for the second show next week in the same venue. So I hope they draw good ratings. I hope they draw good, you know, good attendance so they can just go live on the road weekly because I think that's that's their best bet at the end of the day because you can continuously have hot crowds. You continuously have the product sort of being more consistent than being on a a week-to-week delay. So I hope in the future this way it leads to. You know, what was interesting tonight is it seemed like the crowd, they knew TNA. You know, one of the things I was worried about when they went in the, on the road was that the crowd might have, you know, saw all wrestlings in my town and went and bought a ticket but not really knew what TNA was about. But if you look at the heat that Bully Ray got tonight, you know, and, and you look at, you know, the, the pop AJ Styles got when he came out, the crowd knew about TNA. They weren't an ignorant crowd at all. It was a great crowd in Chicago. I mean, Austin Aries got a lot of chance when he was fighting Sting. I mean, it was it was a very TNA crowd. Plus, TNA been there before with uh, Battle for Glory like four or five years ago. So they, they were familiar with that market. So, and if you look at what, what they're setting up, you know, going to a lot of markets they know to start off, and they're hitting Boston again, another TNA market that they had uh Lockdown in like five years ago, but they never returned to that Boston area. So they they hitting the markets that they know they can draw. Lockdown was a very good show. They had a hot crowd. I don't know how much attendance it was, but they they sort of playing their cards close to the vest and, and seeing where this thing going to go at. And like I say, like I say, Bronx man, if, if everything play, if they play their cards right, I, I don't see them not going live weekly probably uh, beginning of next year every week on the road. I think that's the plan because. You're not going to be able to have that type of atmosphere, you know, with a second taping, you know, next week, you know, from the same crowd. So this is just a test run. If all things be success, man, TNA be weekly live every week on the road, man. But I'm not going to hold you up, man. I, I think it was a good show. And, hey, go TNA. All right, man. Take care, buddy. Thanks. Bye, right, bud. All right, and one drops off and another comes on. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? What's up, Bros? This Big Mick, man. How you doing, brother? What's up, man? Hey, I'm, I'm surprised that you brought you all see what's happening, man, with TNA, dog. Explain. 
take a look at this. AJ Styles come back and he hasn't picked a side. What's that remind you of? Oh, I know what you're the one time I can remember is this is probably wrong. In WWE, when Rock came back and it was a choice between him joining Vince for the WWE side or him joining the, uh, what did they call it, the Invasion, the Alliance, when it was WCW, ECW? Uh, that's wrong. Think about it, man. Come on, 1996, Monday Night Wars at the World on Fire, Starcade 97. They were just on TV tonight, Brock. Come on, man. What was the main event? Hogan versus who? Bro, I'm not JJ. I, I don't have a memory from 96. Hogan versus Sting, man. Can't you see the blueprint they're laying out for you, bro? Bully Ray takes the world title. He's holding hostage. AJ Styles come back the next night, a couple of nights later, and he hasn't decided whose side he's on. He's on his own side. Then, remember what Hogan said, AJ can't get a title shot until Bound for Glory 2013. How much you want to bet, matter of fact, I'm going to guarantee that it's going to end up being AJ Styles representing TNA versus Bully Ray for the world title at Bound for Glory, the same way it was Sting versus Hogan at Starcade. Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. It makes sense. You know, the, the thing is, this is so early. You know, we don't know yet. AJ comes out. We don't know what side he's on. And he would, he's, there's no way they're going to make AJ Styles a heel. He's too loved by TNA fans. He's the guy who built TNA. I thought when they made him a heel, you know, in, in, I believe, what was it, Evolution? Not evo Evolution. That's a freaking buzzer. Give but yourself a buzzer, brother. When he was in Immortal, excuse me, the whole thing with him and Flair, I think at the end of the day, Flair definitely helped AJ with his promo skills, but I, the TNA crowd never bought him as a heel. They love uh, AJ to death. Bronx, I hate to interrupt you, but AJ Styles, you meant when AJ Styles first came Ric Flair and they formed Fortune. Okay. Well, but I think the whole thing with AJ is, is that, remember when they went to his town and they saw the biker standing right. outside, of the, outside of the little club? Do you think it was an Aces and Ace plant, an Aces and Ace member that we haven't talked seen? Notice he was wearing a vest. Similar to the Aces and Eights, talking to AJ, and AJ quickly got the camera people out of there. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're planting the seeds. The first thing you thought was he was going to be an Aces and Eights member. But now tonight, you know, first he goes after freaking Daniels, and you're like, I was like, oh, yeah, great. And then he turns around and knocks the shit out of James Storm. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And he walks off with that, you know, look on his face like he just doesn't give a shit. It's almost like, you know what would be really cool, too? To see both sides trying to vie for AJ. Like you have Hogan exactly. say, come, 
yeah, come on, brother. You know, you were part of this company from day one. And aces and eights say, yeah, you were. But look, look how they treated you, man. You're better off with us. So it's like yeah. he's going to be pulled in two directions. Yeah, but I want to say tonight looked absolutely amazing. I thought tonight everything was top-notch. And I think with the whole Matt Morgan storyline, like they did last year with Bobby Roode, they're building another heel, another heel. Each year, I think they're building heels, and they're also building faces, top faces. But, man, the thing about this uh, Robbie E. and Robbie T. thing, that was the only thing I didn't like. I mean, why have the guy come out and talk all that smack just to get squashed again? It makes no sense. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. You're it right. It makes no sense. And I'm trying to figure out, what do you think are the new rules going to be for the X Division coming up next week? Well... They already kind of changed it up by where, you know, I hope they don't change where the person who, you know, has the X Division title can cash it in at Bound for Glory. I'd leave that definitely. As far as the change in rules, I'm not sure. You know, I'm thinking they're going to do something where, like, it, it has to be defended, you know, every so often at a certain, you know, determined time. You wouldn't want to do it every time on TV because then it's a TV title. But then again, in my eyes, and, and no matter how much you love TNA, man, the TV title's dead. They've really screwed that title, man. Yeah, but you can create any championship. I mean, just look at the Inter Intercontinental title. It was dead for a long time. But the right storyline can make any championship, no matter how ridiculous it is, make it seem worthy. Yeah, true. But I mean, the X, you know, we're talking about the X Division title, which has a lot of worth already. You know, I'm wondering what they're going to do to try to give it even more. You know, it's like the, the TV title. I don't know if that's salvageable at this point, but the X Division title, I'm still interested in it. And, you know, I, I like, you know, now that RVD it looks like, unfortunately, man, I don't have anything solid because it's, it's what the IWC is reporting it looks like RVD might be gone unless TNA's doing what it does sometimes and, you know, works us like it did with, you know, Robert McContra. Who knows? Maybe he's already resigned. Yeah, but I'm thinking, no, they had their X Division Extravaganza pay-per-view. I'm thinking how many of the guys who wrestled on that pay-per-view, like uh, Puma, TJ Perkins, guys, how many of those guys who wrestled at that event are going to get signed to TNA to rebuild the X Division. Because I think out of all of them, the guys I would sign would be Lance Dorado, Puma, and uh, um, Sanjay Dutt, that uh, Mason Andrews kid. I think they're just the X Division extravaganza is where you're going to see a lot of new masked X Division wrestlers and a lot of old X Division wrestlers coming back. It could be anything. We'll have to see what the announcement is. Um, you know, the, the X Division has always been one of my favorite aspects of TNA because it's always been a style that is just, you know, is crazy, man. And you look, you've got guys already in place like Zima Ion. You got guys like Kenny King, you know, who, who 
Christian York, all these guys can wrestle that style, but there's there's not enough. And you're right. It might be time to bring in some other guys who can wrestle, you know, that, that sort of high-flying style. And that's what I think they're going to end up doing. That's the only announcement I can think of them making. Yeah, but I'm telling you now, before I go off, if you want to see what the um, the former gut check winners are doing, go to ovwrestling.com. They got a TV show. I'm telling you, out of all the gut check guys, Jay Bradley, Lonesome Jay Bradley, is going to be a major story in TNA in the wrestling business. He reminds me of a cross between Mike Awesome, Stan Hansen, um, and JBL. That boomstick lariat, I've seen them use live. It's insane, bro. Wow. Well, it's good they've got good developmental now. You know, you need that, man. You need to have a, a good developmental crew where, you know, you can bring guys in. But my thing with the gut check is I hope they start using some more, you know, younger guys and rather than use guys who we know have already been around for four or five years. Let's bring in some guys that, you know, Look, the wrestling fan ain't as dumb as you think. Just because a guy may not have a lot of exposure doesn't mean we don't know about him. So let's bring in some guys that we don't know about and really, you know, vamp up the gut check. Yeah, but the thing is, Bronx, if they bring in guys we don't know, we don't, fans going to crap on them for bringing unknown talent when why didn't you, instead of picking uh, John Dover here, why couldn't you pick Luke Hawks or... Uh, I'm on the phone. Um, or Beastia six six six, or anybody else. Well, I mean, if you're a TNA fan, you got to realize that you know when a lot of people they, they say they're TNA fan, then you can't complain about everything. It's either going to be one way or the other. You know, it's like when a, a WWE guy gets future endeavored, and in ninety days, everyone will tweet Dixie Carter. You need to hire this guy. If you don't hire this guy, you're insane. Dixie, hire this guy, and then she hires them, and the fans shit all over her for how much they're paying them. Um, I've just heard today from Billy Cord on his Twitter that Dixie Carter is looking to add Resistance Pro Wrestling, Billy Corgan's company, as another developmental territory out of chicago okay that's fine you know you need that you can't you can't always say you know uh well we'll just wait for the next wwe guy to leave no you got to have some guys who you can rely on to bring in and and know that they're on you know they're going to be with your company they're going to be developmental but anyway man i'm going to take a commercial break thanks for the all call all right brother all right uh, brother yeah. you too man Piece. all right guys so you know a lot of interesting views here uh about tna it's uh it, it's interesting it's interesting to think about the future think about what they're gonna do you know again i will say that that tonight they they did a lot better than i thought they would do with the aces and eights angle again i, I was gonna come on here tonight and really kind of just say I'm tired of this angle, but the addition of Bully Ray, the addition of having them, you know, beat down the TNA guys kind of piqued my interest. So we'll wait and see. But with that said, I'm going to take our commercial break. 
We'll be right back after this with more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trade Dog on the SNS Radio Network. One more shot. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? 
Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. All right, everybody. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father. The phone lines are still open uh, if you want to call in. A little bit of TNA news. This Saturday, TNA will be taping its one-night-only knockout, knockdown pay-per-view, which will crown the queen of TNA. Now, they've reached out to several uh, women to come on, including Angelina Love, Awesome Kong, Peyton Banks, Roxy, Sarita, Tracy Brooks, and Winter. All of these people have turned them down. So I'm not sure how well that pay-per-view is going to turn out. I mean, I don't know. Awesome Kong uh, has basically kind of hinted she wouldn't be completely opposed to going back to WWE, but we'll have to see. You know, it was just hinted. But with that said, I do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Latino, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, Brian? Not much, man. Just, you know, trying to make sense of all this shit going down in TNA, man. Uh, I think everybody is trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, First off, uh, Impact tonight. I only saw the second hour. Uh, Before what I saw, it was was okay. It was good, actually. It was good, not going to lie. The crowd definitely made that show a bit better. Uh, Definitely jam-packed. I will say that Uh, they definitely, definitely looked like they sold out that arena. Yeah, and the crowd, like you said, was good. You know that, and that's something I was worried about. I'm pleased to see that that they're getting over. You know, in in other states and and in other venues, this is what they've needed, and it seems to be working out so far. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I heard that there was a lot of sting throughout the entire show. Is that even true? Yeah, there was a lot of sting. Um, I don't think an overabundance i mean obviously you have to have sting on there because who's the guy who kept pulling hogan's arm and putting over bully ray sting and now hogan's pissed and not for nothing i know some people may look at it as oh hogan's being unreasonable well no he's not you know he he said from the beginning i don't trust this guy if you tell me that and i'm your friend and i just harp on for weeks and weeks about how you should trust this guy and you say okay you're my friend i'll take your word for it and then you end up getting fucked yeah you're going to be angry and hogan's angry at sting 
<clears throat> I will say uh, the highlight for me was uh, Kaz and Daniels once again, uh, just uh, making me make me very entertained with with them coming out as the world world warriors. I enjoy that very much. Yeah, I like that. I like that. They're they'll do anything to get heat and being in Chicago. I mean, other than make fun of CM Punk, which obviously they're not going to do because he's just currently a WWE superstar. The Road Warriors were the next best thing. And, you know, that, that was that was great. The Legion of Boom. They need to make a T-shirt on that. Yeah, they might. You know, they're all about trying to sell their merch and whatever. But <clears throat> I will say this as far as the ending goes. It's about damn time that they did something like this. They need to try to make the Aces and H strong. Strong, excuse me. And this was definitely the way to do it. I'm glad they did something, although it pretty much took them almost a, a full year to actually do it. But I will give them props on that. Now, well, well, go ahead. No, I'm saying, you know, a lot of people are saying it's a glorified NWO or a poor man's NWO to be more specific. Well, yeah, in, in a way I see that comparison, but... You know, Bully Ray turning heel isn't like Hulk Hogan turning heel. It's not, you know, any group. And, and here's something you need to remember. Any group, whether it's in WWE, whether it's in TNA, whether it's in Ring of Honor, whether it's in any indie show, anytime you have an invasion angle like this, it's going to be compared to the NWO because they were the greatest invaders ever. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> And I'm also liking where they're going with this, with this AJ thing. Um, I'm actually going to have to agree with, with that last caller. I, that, I think that's where they're going with uh, AJ eventually going to face Bully Ray at uh, Bound for Glory. <clears throat> uh, let's see what happens. I'm very intrigued with that um, storyline. <clears throat> now, let's just go back a couple of days on Sunday. The pay-per-view. Uh... It wasn't that good, in my opinion. Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, I, I was on with Sunday, you know, Sunday Night Showdown. It was me, Sensational Sean, and Ashley. I, I had a great time. And I think, I know I gave it a B minus. I believe Ashley gave it a B minus, and Sean gave it a C plus. Which, yeah, it wasn't the greatest pay per view ever. It, it really wasn't. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing between Angle and and, and um, Briscoe, I think, could have lasted longer. I got pissed off. I went on a rant when Aces and Eights invaded because, you know, Angle is so good in the cage, and I, I didn't get to see enough of him. But then again, you know, the guy's getting up there. He can't be doing fucking suicide dives 15 feet high. But, yeah, it wasn't their best pay-per-view offering. But on the other hand, it wasn't like, total shit either. It was okay. Well, I'm just glad that Angle didn't do a freaking moonsault this time on top of the cage. Well, I mean, I don't think he can anymore. I mean, maybe he can, but if he doesn't want to justify risking it, I'm not going to get mad. I mean, he's, he's... Kurt Angle's done enough to entertain me throughout his career where I think it's wrong for me to ask any more of him. I mean, he, he's, he's done enough, but... You know, my, my problem is, again, 
you've basically got one storyline in TNA, which is Aces and Eights. You've got some side storylines to support it, but basically everything is leading to this. And my question is, how much longer can you keep it interesting? <sighs> well, it seems like they are trying to drag this out until, well, we hope until Back for Glory, and that's like a few months away. But uh, another thing on the pay-per-view that I was not happy with uh, was the, the Lethal Lockdown match. Uh, the wrong team won, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if you wanted to make the group look strong, and I'm referring to Aces and Eights, they should have won the match. So they're trying to tell me that Samojo can't beat him, Magnus can't beat him, Sting can't beat him, but Eric Young, the comedy act of TNA, can't beat them. Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, I, I don't know where, I don't even know where EY fits in on this. I mean, you can't go from one extreme to another. I mean, without some type of transition. I mean, it would be like, and again, I like to make comparisons because you have to compare to the more popular company. It'd be like fucking Santino, you know, coming out next week and challenging The Undertaker. What? You know, I get what you're saying. EY was the the comedic, you know, holding the, the women's tag titles with ODB and all that. And now I'm supposed to believe that he's the, you know, baddest motherfucker on the planet. No. Not in one match. I mean, if you build it up a little bit, yeah. It's like Joseph Park. I know he's abyss, okay? We know he's abyss. But against Matt Morgan tonight, it looked like, you know, Matt Morgan's going to kill him. Yeah, but uh, when you think about it, putting Eric Young in the in the match itself, it did make sense because he was attacked by Aces and Aces. And, you know, this is for him to get his revenge. So it did make sense. But I, as I said before, the wrong, the wrong team won. They should have they had Aces and Aces win. He still would have had Bully win the match, at, you know, you know, a turn and whatever. It still would have made a strong statement. That's, that was one of my problems with that pay-per-view. But um, just uh, talking about the news that you were talking about uh, with the knockouts, I find it very hilarious that a lot of the former uh, women declined it. How sad is that? That you can't, that the company can't even try to make some kind of deal with them to even show up for one of their tape pay-per-views. You know, it's funny. Don't take as lightly as people have. You know, the whole incident, and, and and this is where I think the decline of the knockouts really started, was when you had Hogan's fucking butt buddy, the racist, piece of fat shit, Bubba the Love Sponge, along with his filthy, slut, whore of a wife, who has fucked everything on camera, came out and made fun of several hundreds if not thousands of minority you know people dying in a country Bubba the Love Sponge comes out makes fun of this Kong tries to beat the living shit out of him and then finally she decides you know I'm gonna leave and she gets the heat she gets the heat for getting offended as a black woman after the comments this douche made 
Then you had ODB, who, thank goodness, is back. But they had let go, and she was trying to make a living, you know, doing bartending and security. You know, you've got to treat the females right. And TNA has always been better at WWE for treating the females right up until recently. Look at the match we had tonight. The match with, you know, between Velvet and Mickey James against Tara and Gail Kim was a great match. There is no female in the WWE right now, except maybe Natty, who could put on that level of match. It was a really good match. I enjoyed it. Probably the best women's match I've seen, you know, in a while. But TNA made the mistake of shitting on the women's division. And no, I don't blame these gals for not wanting to come back for one night only. No matter how much money you give them, because WWE, uh, WWE, TNA kind of sold out on their women's division. They really did. It was the highest fucking rated segment on uh, Impact for months. Months. It it drew more ratings than the guys. How are you going to shit on that division the way that they have? You're right. Yeah, and I agree as well. I don't blame the girls for declining the, their offer. You know, good for them. Just to show them, hey, you didn't support us when Hogan decided to kick us out. Well, you know what? We're not going to do your show, so fuck off. I'm glad they're doing it. And you know what? All the girls that de decline. They're doing well on their own. They're doing well on the Shine promotion, which is actually uh, somewhat being run by Daphne and, you know, the whole situation with her and TNA. So I don't blame them. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do for their, you know, knockouts pay-per-view with the lackluster of a women's roster they have. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Last thing I want to talk about is just... Um, I guess this, they're trying to make some kind of new rule for the X Division or whatever. Let me just say this. Uh, let's be, I'm being realist, realistic here. Let's say they have this rule, whatever it is. They're only going to have it for about maybe two or three months. And then after that, it's going to stop. Let's not forget. Remember the top ten ranking, ter the, the rankings that they had? Yeah. Remember the ruling where they had that? Oh, the TV title is going to be defended every week, brother. Remember yeah, that? Sure. So don't be surprised if this thing just stops within the next couple of months. I'm just telling everybody, don't get your hopes up. You know, this is TNA. They, they say they're going to do one thing, and then they're going to stop the next few weeks. See, I think for me, and, and I agree with you, when I come on and do this show, it's like, at first I say, oh, I could bring up so many negatives, but I do, I do want this company to do well. So I, I try my hardest not to come on here and bash him. And I was ready. I, like I said earlier, I was ready to come on here tonight and talk about how much impact sucked. And I'm tired of aces and eights. But they ended up, you know, making me feel a little bit more positively towards the angle than they have. So, you know, this is a TNA-based show. Am I going to come out here and kiss their ass? No, never. If they do something completely stupid, I'll rant on it. Much like the way I ranted Sunday about how fucking the Kurt Angle match was cut short because we had to have aces and eights come out. But 
at least, like I said, Bully is talking. He's not behind a mask with a fucking voice box. He's coming out and talking. As far as the knockouts go, that's their own damn fault. If they can't get any women to sign up, they have no, no one but themselves to blame because they haven't get done this division justice in over a fucking year. So does TNA have a lot of problems? Yeah. One of the problems, while, while I have you on, is this does not include the TNA tour uh, in the UK. But of course, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, TNA's average live event attendance in January 2013 went down, now listen to this, bro, 54% from 550 to 550 from 1,200 in January 2012. That's a big deal. That's more than half. Impact in January 2012 averaged a 1.15 rating and 1.6 one million viewers but in january 2013 it averaged a 1.12 rating with 1.53 million viewers now the viewership isn't a big deal but the live event attendance going from 1200 to 550 that's not good now mind you this was taken before they went live hopefully being live in you know another city rather than the impact zone will fix that now that they're not stuck in the impact zone i'm hoping these numbers go up but shit 1200 to 550 is not good mm -mm. and you know it's kind of uh, funny because when they do the house shows on uh small towns they don't draw well they draw really bad and that's just on house shows because i believe they're their next statement after, for, for next week, I think they go into Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit, I believe so, yeah. Do so you really think they're going to draw as well as they did tonight? Well, I mean, again, you go back to fucking advertising. I mean, look, when I went to baseball last year, and it was in Brooklyn, and it was very poorly advertised, I had to do a search on Google to find out when and where it was going to be. I went there, and I thought the house show was thoroughly entertaining. But the problem is, not enough people knew about it to fucking attend it. This is TNA's problem. I'll tear every hair out of my fucking head. You want to go to these other cities, let people know you're there. There's got to be something you can cut, man. Look, I don't believe they're short on money. But if you fucking are, cut something and put it into freaking advertising. Yeah, you're going to be in St. Louis. You're going to be in freaking Kentucky. You're going to be wherever. Make sure a month before every motherfucker in that city knows you're going to be there. Yeah, very true. They, as long as wrong with their promotions department, I don't know if they got the wrong people there or they're just lazy. I don't know what. But they got to do something or else it's going to flop. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't get it. And, and Dixie, supposedly, before, from what I understand, before she got into TNA, she specialized in advertising or specialized in marketing. So you would think she would know, hey, you know, if we're going to look, pay for a fucking plane 
to fly above the beach on 4th of July. In two weeks, TNA is going to be at an arena near you. Buy your tickets. It doesn't cost that much. Just do it. But anyway, man, Latino, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much, man. You made a lot of good points, and, and I agree. You know, we're not going to come on here and, and just be completely positive. We have to point out the negatives, too. TNA has a lot of shit they need to work out. But let's stay hopeful, man. Yeah, let me just say one last quick thing. I'm not coming out here as a hater. I'm just saying fact. okay? I'm just pointing out that they need to do something to get it fixed. So I don't want people complaining that, oh, I'm just negative or whatever. I'm just saying facts here. No, I don't right? want... I, I, so I'm look, saying. I don't want, even want to hear that shit. I mean, you came out here and you gave an intelligent argument. You didn't call in like a lot of people on the IWC message boards. Oh, TNA sucks. I can't wait till they go out of business. I hope the company fucking dies. No, you're not going to get that from me. A couple, you came out and you voiced your opinion. You did it intelligently and you did it without getting angry or without sounding like an idiot, which a lot of people who shit on TNA sound like idiots. I'll shit on them, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm not just going to shit on them. So anytime, bro, you want to come on here, like I said, this show is about TNA, and it's about its positives, and guess what? It's about its negatives, too. And I will not stand for anyone to come on here and give a negative opinion on TNA and me shit on them. All your points are valid. I agree with you. Yeah. And uh, I apologize if I sound different. Um, I kind of have a sore throat, but I just needed to come out here and, you know, give out my, uh, you know, my points here. So anyway, well, with that being said, I'll talk to you next time. Well, it went from 120 fucking degrees here in New York City to 10 below zero today. So if you're sick, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I hope it gets better. But, uh, you know, talk to you next time, man. Take care, bro. Man, it's 11.28 p.m. And I got a flow going. You know what? Brass Eye might hate me, but let's go a little longer. I'm going to keep the phone lines open. I'll take one more phone call. And then I have some emails to get to. If no one else calls within the next two, three minutes, I'll get right to the emails and we'll close this down. But, you know, again, when you're a, a TNA fan, like Sandro just said, he didn't want to come off as a hater. I didn't find him as a hater at all. It's just that when they do stupid shit, I'm going to call them out on it. And, you know, you talk about the women's division, how all that went down. TNA's made a lot of mistakes. And I'll call them out for them. But, you know, when they do right, I'll also give them right, too. I'm not 100% hater. I'm not 100% TNA mark. I call it like I see it. Call her. Call it like you see it. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Hey, Bronx. is Anthony again. What's up, bro? Uh, first off, I agree. Today's Impact was a damn good show. There was not really much like, oh, my God, this is happening. But here's the thing. It's the first show they're doing really away from now Impact for long term. Let's see how they go after a while. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was just that it was Chicago, but I mean, the, the crowd was fucking, I thought the crowd was, all, you know, awesome tonight. And don't, don't underestimate how much a crowd does to make a show appear good or bad to the home viewer. And if I was a home viewer watching TNA for the first time, 
that crowd was awesome tonight, man. Just a brilliant fucking crowd. Yeah, but Chicago usually is a live, uh, a hot crowd, so it's like, let's go see if they're doing some other towns, like away from the main wrestling areas. See how they do after that. Well, I mean, again, you know, I'll reiterate what shocked me tonight was the fact that the crowd seemed to know their shit. You could tell the crowd was legit TNA fans. It wasn't like they had a sign out there saying applaud and, and boo. The, the crowd knew what was going on. They took a big steaming shit all over Bully Ray. Yeah, but Bully Ray always has that. Oh, just hate me vibe to him. But um, you were all saying about the whole AJ thing. I think he's going to be one of those, like, I'm not for you guys. I'm not for you guys. I'm for myself. And the reason why I think he tagged um, Storm is because, remember, with Storm, that pin style would make him not go for the world title for a year. Yeah, true. True. But I like um, hey, Go ahead. No, go on, man. Go on. I'm just saying... Him getting the title shot at Bamfalore, I mean, it could happen, but for all, I'm fearing this, but it could be Sting versus Bully or Sting versus, I mean, Hogan versus Bully. Yeah, I read, that. I read that earlier. Now, here's the deal. Sting versus Bully, I could live with. Because regardless of what, Sting can still go. I'm telling you right now, Sting can still go. You know, he might, he, look, he's an older guy. He obviously can't go like a fucking 22-year-old, but I think he still has a few matches left in him. Sting versus Bully, I could live with. AJ versus Bully, I could live with. But some of the things I heard Hogan say today, he said something along the lines of wanting to be the oldest world champ. No. Hogan. Get away from it. Yeah. yeah. Keep the role you have. And, and mind you, I like Hogan. As the the TNA, well, I guess you could call him the GM, the, you know, the TNA authority. I think Hogan fits perfectly into that role. But Hulk, you know, I hate you on some levels for some of the shit you say, but I love you for, for the things you've done for the business. Stay out of the ring, bro. And stay away from Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we talked about this in the chat earlier on. I don't know what the end game they can do with Matt Morgan. I mean, really, what can they do with him? You said they're doing a real good startup, but TNA has a history of doing a great startup than having a bleh ending, case in point, uh, then Mafia, how that ended. Yeah. I mean, you know, my thing with Matt is I think we need to take a break from you know, aces and eights surprises now. Within about four days, we had two big reveals. We had D'Lo, you know, he's bad, bad, D'Lo Brown, most irrelevant guy in the whole damn town. Yeah, D'Lo Brown can't get over in the nation domination. He can't get over in aces and eights. Right. But then you had Bully as a reveal, which was a bit better. But now what I'd like to see is TNA's team get some big reveal. Like, you know, we said, we've been saying all night, AJ, he's torn between, you know, two factions. Who does he want to be with? Does he want to be with Aces and Eights? Does he want to be with the TNA crew? 
And at the end, believe me, if you're a TNA fan, if AJ finally dis- makes his decision and starts bashing fucking aces and eights guys and saying, I'm a TNA guy, the fans will go ape shit nuts because the TNA fan loves AJ Styles. I'm, I know, but I'm surprised he, like, he sees it and they get up some TNA guys. He's just watching, but then he walks off. But more times than not, when he does that, he stops, looks back, and goes on. Like, show him, like, hesitating about going to help, but then finally decides to help TNA. That would, I mean, like, Sting, that could somewhat work for him in, w, in WCW. What I like, what I like about what they're doing with AJ is I'm almost wondering if the way he looks isn't a work. You know, some people in the chat room, I was messing around with Tennessee Cowgirl and we were saying he looks a little fat. He looks a little, you know, rugged. That might be by design because he's a guy who's been tormented for months. He was forced, you know, he... He lost his title shot, has to wait until the next bound for glory. He's a guy who's been an emotional wreck for months. Yeah, he should look like shit. So that could be by design. Who knows? True. And another thing we talked about, um, uh, the whole throwing the garbage of the fans did at lockdown, it kind of loses its impact really when we find out that there were some fans planted in there to do that, to like instigate some other people to do it. Because when Hogan did that, when the NWA first formed, that was real. When Jeff Jarrett won the belt at Summerversary a couple years ago, the fans just threw bottles like mad. That was real. This one was just, okay, let's just do that to get really heat on Bully and Aces and Aces. Okay. See, see, shit like that doesn't bother me. You know what? If Dixie Carter, if my phone rings right now, and Dixie Carter says, you know what, Bronx, I've been listening to your show. And I think you'd make a good plan. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you front row center seats to Bound for Glory. I'm going to pay for your plane. I'm going to pay for your hotel. And all I want you to do is I'm going to give you an assortment of shit to throw in the ring. And at, you know, the predetermined time, you do that. Okay, uh, Dixie. Why would, why would they have you when they could just get credit to do it? Right. <laughs> no problem, Miss Carter. You know, I'll do it. I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, look, it, it, you got a couple plants in the audience. I know everyone's been talking about this. So what? I mean, it, it doesn't kill me. You know, I, I thought it was a good touch. You know, see, see, the problem is this angle is so NWO-esque that everyone's comparing it to the NWO. But like I said, any fucking faction in any wrestling company on any planet that invades is going to be compared to the NWO. That's just how it is. All right. And my call, but beforehand, I want to say, you, Sean, and Ashley were great on freaking lockdown last, uh, last Sunday. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I, I had a good time. I, I really had a good time. And, uh, you know, again, I'll extend my thanks to uh, Sean and Ashley for joining me. And, uh, yeah, I, I did. I definitely had fun. But Anthony, I got some emails. When I'm about to drink, and you said when Steve was coming out, it's New Jack. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know why that's going over so so well, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like you know, I was expecting the fucking music, and you know, we had no roof, 
So I don't know where the fuck that went. But anyway, man, let me All read right. some emails. I'll let you go. And uh, right. thanks for calling, man. No problem. Bye. All right, guys, I'm closing up the phone lines. Uh, if you want to call in, come back next week. Check us out because I do want to read. I have two emails here I'm going to read. One is pretty much a novel. I'll try to get through it as quickly as I can. This email comes from Shockey on behalf of OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com, the forums at OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com. I thoroughly enjoyed lockdown. There were certain moves and spots done that you normally wouldn't see on a regular impact. This is one of the benefits of cutting down on four, two four pay-per-views wrestling-wise. You can see a huge difference between a TV match and a pay-per-view match. The ending of lockdown was beautiful, but let's go back earlier that evening to the Hulk Hogan Bully Ray prep talk because that was a pivotal moment of the pay-per-view. In retrospect, I would agree. Back to the email. In its final hour before the big revelation, Hogan slash Bully touched on one last layer of the entire Hogan-Bully relationship. Emotion. I wish I had waited to watch the pay-per-view first before knowing about the heel turn, and I didn't expect to get emotional. I did expect the I didn't expect the prep talk to be that deep. The Hulk bully moment was so raw and touching it really felt as if they were having a legit conversation. Loved the story about Andre. TNA did everything right in building up Bully to be a babyface. They introduced a love life which allowed us to see Bully to be vulnerable and sensitive, a direction which we were initially against. The Hogan Bully talk came at the right time and it prepared us for what was to become the most obscene act of betrayal. The euphoric look in Bully's eyes was numbing. The way he spoke maliciously and with conviction towards Brooke and Hulk was heartbreaking. The way Bully called Brooke a dumb bitch, words we often hear on TV shows like Hell's Kitchen, you got me there, brother, was said with such velocity and venom that Bully may as well have called Brooke the C-word based on the reaction of the crowd. A quick note to CM Punk, bow to the master Bully Ray. While you see cheap heat in marking heart attack victims and the recently deceased, Bully Ray with his 20th century burly male exterior and his ferocious voice took two words that are subtly inappropriate by today's standards and amplified them into a verbal black eye that it would have made Chris Brown envious. Damn. The shock of the crowd showed how much people really invested themselves into Bully and Brooke and how much Bully had gained their, parentheses, our trust. Overall, this was an excellent pay-per-view. Thank you, Bronx. Keep up the awesome work with the show. Shocky. Shocky, thank you. A great email. Although, <laughs> wow. You know, and, and I get the Bully Ray CM Punk comparison. Am I going to sit here and say Bully Ray is as good as CM Punk on the mic? I can't. I, I mean, CM Punk is awesome, but I get the comparison. You know, it was a shock value. It was kind of alluding to the bully, uh, the, excuse me, the CM Punk shoot promo he did 
a few years back that really just shocked the shit out of all of us. I get the comparison, but, you know, with Bully Ray, it's more storyline. You know, CM Punk made it feel real. I mean, who didn't really see Bully Ray turning at the pay-per-view? I saw it coming, but after it came and I really sat down like tonight and watched it on Impact and saw how fucking well Bully did with just getting the crowd hot as fire and pissed off, I think better of it than I did before tonight's show. So I'll just say that. But, bro, thank you for the email. I really do appreciate the kind words. Uh, our last email, <clears throat> excuse me, comes to us by Blue Mystery. Hello, the fans. Blue Mystery here. First of all, Bronx, please respond to this. You don't like Aces and Eights because they are WWE jobbers. TNA is giving them a chance, so please explain. Next, I don't like Joseph Parks or Robbie T. Waste of time. What do you think? Velvet, please keep the fishnet stockings. And damn, she has a nice pigeon area. Okay, back down to earth. Love Bully as a heel. Could not stand him as a good guy. Okay, now this ain't TNA related. But for the love of God, you know what? No disrespect to Blue Mystery, but I'm going to cut that out right here because... Uh, what he mentions is something that should be reserved for Wrestling News Live. Um, you know, I I'm going to try to stay away from WWE talk tonight. It's been really heavy TNA. So, Blue Mystery, like I said, man, no, no you know, disrespect to you, brother, but let's keep it TNA. Um, maybe what I will end up doing is uh, passing the rest of this email on and reading it on Wrestling News Live. Um. I really, if I came off as calling aces and eights, you know, WWE jobbers, that was intentional. Because, look, who's there that you really care about? I ended up caring about them a little bit more tonight, uh, simply because of what Bully did, simply because of the way they presented it. But at the end of the day, there aren't too many people on that team that I'm personally invested in. I'm more invested in them as a group than I am as any of them individually. I really don't give a fuck about Devon. I really don't give a fuck about D'Lo. I really don't give a shit about Doc. I could care less about fucking Wes Briscoe and fucking Garrett Bischoff. I don't care. But... When you've got Bully as your leader and you've got them as a collective group, I can live with it. But I stand by it. It's basically mostly guys who are just thrown together. And I think they can drag it on longer. But at the end of the night, you know, how long are you going to be infatuated with Bully Ray? being the president right now it's cool will it be cool in a few weeks we'll wait and see what happens but with that being said we're going overtime tonight i'm going to get out of here before i leave 
I'd like to give a shout out. Um, my former co-host of the Pro Wrestling Rewind, the power Andy Knowles. Uh, all of you know who he is. He posted on the SNS Radio Network Facebook page today that his his mom, who had successfully battled cancer, unfortunately is now having some heart problems. I can't go into detail because Andy didn't go into detail, and I'm certainly not going to bother the man uh, when he's dealing with this. But he asked the family on the SNS Radio Network Facebook page to pray for his mom. And I just want to say, everyone out there, you know, pray for Andy Knowles, pray for the Knowles family. Um, Andy was one of the first guys I worked with. I love him to death. He's a great guy. And my heart goes out to him, goes out to his mom, goes out to his family. You know, even though Andy is, I would, I would call him semi-retired from radio. Unless you ask for it, you never leave this family. You know, we're a family. The SNS Radio Network is a family. And he, he asked us to pray for his mom. So everyone out there, please pray for the Knowles family. And um, Andy, if you're listening to this, keep us updated, man. Let us know how things are going. So with that being said... I'm going to close things out. Tune in to all the shows on the SNS Radio Network. Tomorrow night, the open book at a special time, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Sean, I got it right. 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Mountain. Uh, check out the open book with Sean and Ashley. Had a great time with you guys this last Sunday. Uh, over the weekend, you can look forward to all of your podcasts, Beyond the Bell, uh, the whole indie show, the Elite Force podcast, no running the ropes podcast for tonight. There were some technical problems. I'm sure the, those guys will be back as soon as they can. Tuesday, of course, Wrestling News Live, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain with JJ Sexay and myself. Uh, the Midweek Elite Force podcast. And of course, next Thursday, I will be back with TNA Chat Live. The way things are working out right now, guys, I expect to be here at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain. If that changes, and it may, I will keep you informed on Facebook. But thank you all for listening. I thought we had a great show tonight. Again, to the power, Andy Knowles, our prayers are out. You know, we're, we're rooting for you, man. We're rooting for your mom. And God bless you, bro. This has been TNA Chat Live here. Only here, overtime here, on the SNS Radio Network. I'm so wrong.